Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 70, which is going to start with Barry Allen walking into the Central Bark. And then the minutes are going to end with Barry handing over a resume to the Central Bark manager. Uh, Central Bark being a, a dog daycare, mm-hmm. a doggy daycare, if you will, a daycare mm-hmm. for dogs, puppers, wolfers, you know, small beans, big yeah, units. <laughs> good boys, good gals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is our first full minute in part three. And we get to deal with a lot of Barry Allen here. Um, and I feel like I got a good, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of small things that I picked out in this minute. I feel like there's, I feel like this is full of Easter eggs or just little things to notice in this one. I don't know about okay. you, Nate. Um, Hit me with them. I don't know. I mean, if, well, let's get it. Let's get, let's, 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 let's get into it. Yeah. Figure so, out how to talk about this minute. Yeah, because really all he does is he comes in and he's trying to get this job, but like he passes different people and like so much is happening in this in this one minute. And obviously the first thing is him running up the steps and going to pet this uh, border collie. Uh, before that, though, there's a sign that says Howard's Flowers. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, is that someone's name? Is that an Easter egg itself? Because we just talked about uh, Gardner Fox. Uh, in, in the last minute, we do come back to that name drop later on today's minute. Um, and I was kind of looking around like the different Howards of the DC Comics mm-hmm. universe as lightning, uh, thunder happens on That's my pretty, microphone. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> pretty good timing on our part. Right? Talking about the flash and there's a, there's a lightning thunderstorm happening. And, uh, so I landed on this one and this is the one I feel the most comfortable with or confident about and it's howard porter who was a comic book artist uh for dc comics uh in 2004 he became like the regular penciler for the Mm -hmm. flash under jeff john's writing and um, and jla as well when when the when wally was doing his flash stuff at the time oh so hey maybe you know more than than i do i just i was doing I don't know. Names that stick with you when you have to talk about selling points to people that come in and ask for a particular series or what have you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Flash was fun. Flash, I think, was the most... uh, I sold more copies of The Flash than any book ever, Mm -hmm. mainly because of New 52 Flash and uh, Menopause, um, you know... His whole... Drawings. Yeah, yeah. that, that whole splash pages and everything like that the art the artwork for flash new 52 was great but then that also leads people to you know wanting to see if other flash stories or other flash series uh you know could could stand up to that but uh no his was his was honestly the most fun and visually striking run i think you could get out of a flash book it's perfectly but yeah just names that kind of stick with you where it's like oh well this is the porter run you know porter was very basic and inking and yeah, uh, definite defining d- defining suits and costumes. I think he did a pretty good job at um, little nooks and crannies here and there. It's pretty fun. Um, it's cool seeing seeing full um, panels of of you know full body flash um, mm-hmm. and just seeing like how his 
his his stances and how his 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 appendages are are drawn because it's yeah you want it to be as accurate as you can with like this person with 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 how you as a as a human knows that how another human can run yeah exactly um, it's pretty fun to to see things because i mean you could pick them all over the place of you know drawings of the flash running or anybody and being like that's not a human can't do that that's yeah. why is his where's his hip bone <laughs> i think that's a big conversation uh especially with comic books and along with howard porter and francis manipal which i don't know if there is a francis now that i think about it, i don't know if there's an easter egg for him in this in mm. this movie uh because he was like you know a big name is uh, he's a huge name with with flash's history um they did a lot of his stuff in the CW's show. Yeah. Yeah. And he had did a, a lot of that stuff. Uh, very famous. But it, again, like that was all just a lot of rehashing of old Flash villains, just bringing them into newer times. And, you know, their little gimmicks are just are still more fun and whatnot. Anyway. He came back. Like, so like, you know, Francis Manipal took over and then Howard Paul did kind of come or Howard Porter did come back um, kind of in the like the later half of the last decade. I guess for the rebirth, they continued off with... Because um, after Francis Manipal, then it was Brett Booth. And Brett Booth, mm-hmm. I know, is huge about uh, correct, accurate anatomy. So when like that's a huge thing with Flash. It's like, obviously, this is a character who's moving a lot. But, you know, for a comic book, you only get the one static shot of it. So he's always like, is this how a person's body would look like as they're running and stuff like that? Is the anatomy correct? Um and so after Brett Booth, then I think they were they invited Howard Porter back on because he did not only Flash, but he also did Justice League versus Suicide Squad. And um, one of the big cover uh, covers of that old uh, The Flash with Jeff Johns was uh, The Flash's final run against the Rogues. And we just saw The Flash in the last Suicide Squad movie fighting Captain Boomerang one of the rogues in a Suicide Squad movie. So it all kind of comes back full circle in this one. Um, my question Somebody, to you, that, Nate, that, that, that That gif of him in Suicide Squad was actually resurfaced on Twitter. Uh, oh, really? Uh, a, week, a week or two ago. Yeah, and it was pretty much just like a, like a hey, this is the world building that we want to see. Like, it's it, it, 30, it, 10 seconds of a thing, and it's got the actor that we know. He's in the suit that we know. I mean... It all fits, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe this would it's... be his third appearance in a DC movie. Yeah, because he had Dawn of Justice, then Suicide Squad, and now this one. So when mm-hmm. we see him in the Flash movie, it's going to be his fourth DC movie that he's in. So good on Ezra. He'd been in four DC movies. Um, my question to you, Nate, uh, in that run that Howard Porter and Jeff Johns wrote, is that Barry Allen or was that Wally West during those? During that flash run, it depends on um, what year you were talking about. I would know. I would. I mean, the well, the it's years got, um, would have been two thousand three, two thousand five. So that's like around the time. Uh, that, Wally. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, which would make more sense than if it was Barry Allen, and that's kind of like the thing I have later on in this in this minute. But we could talk about it now, where people I. Are we ever going to see just Wally West kind of become the There's, staple again? No, Wally. I this are they is just going to 
Do you want me to have my Flash argument? Because I can have it on have this episode. Flash? It'd probably yes, be a perfect it. episode. It's not really an argument. It's more of just like a sad truth. Wally West was the Flash that I grew up with, um, much like every a lot of people that were watching like the Justice League animated series and, and the comics that were coming out along that same time. It was Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even more so, I would dive into the older JLA run, like how we did like the 97 uh, the 2000 run that was Wally and Kyle Rayner and that duo was you know cooler to me than than a than a Barry and what's the guy's name Hal Jordan <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know that was just it, it they were it was more lighthearted. um yeah and Kyle was an artist and he was cool as shit anyway um so the the weird thing with Flash and it's an upsetting thing is that you can't really have both of them at the same time doing flash things because it just becomes moot and mm-hmm. then it's like well why is barry here or why is why would wally be here if barry is here if you want to go the route of like death and return and wally is the flash and he's doing that whole shtick and barry comes back and he's still the flash and he's doing his whole shtick I think it worked when Barry had the family thing going on and Wally was still being Wally. Um, That's fine. But I think DC kind of shot themselves in the foot because he's the same character and you can write that character the same way. Yeah, there's like little intricate things that that, uh, differentiate, you know, Barry and and, and Wally. But it's when, when you're writing The Flash you always want to write for Barry. That's the thing. That's the mindset that you go to. You're just like, Flash is going to do the most Flash stuff. It's Barry Allen. If you want to have the, the the silly little excuse of like, oh, well, he's dead. Okay, then you can write your Flash stuff and be an all-badass Flash, but that's Wally. But your Barry's dead. And that completely changes the narrative of Flash itself and how that character fits in with the Justice League and everything like that the the hardest part is the combination of the two characters because they are the same on the justice league they're the voice of conscious they're the the you know the the voice of reason they're the lighthearted jokey comic relief they're the same person and it's upsetting because when it gets to that it's like how do how do you differentiate the, the between the two flashes on a team basis you have to pair them up with somebody and that's kind of lame because Wally doesn't have to be paired up with, or, or Barry doesn't have to be paired up with somebody. Barry can do his own thing. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, that was already said and done. How do we get Wally to do that? Well, I guess pair him up with someone and then, then he can, you know, it's, it's the duo. It's just upsetting. Um, but when you, I feel that when you want to write a Flash story, the, the gravity is stronger towards Barry. Yeah, because he is absolutely. end all be all Flash. I think I love Wally to death. He's great. Love him. But I think it's Barry also marketing is the thing. Flash. Hmm? I think it's a marketing thing. I yeah, think it's like, and it's also like a confusing thing. Yeah, you know, you can't tell a ten year old kid right now that there's two Flashes. Or mm-hmm. oh shit, I guess maybe you can because the CW show exists. Well, yeah, because they they build up to it, but then they you know they introduce like Wally West and. After after seasons of of Iris West and and I guess you also can't have 
Iris West as a romantic interest. If if people know, see, everyone is so sold on Barry Allen as the Flash now, and that's in, in fine. pop culture. I'm and, okay and with Iris that. West, and everyone knows those characters. It's like you know the Bruce Wayne, Hal Jordan, and that's the other thing that's upsetting is that Hal Jordan is so solidified as Green Lantern that it's hard to make a case for having a Green Lantern in it being anyone else but Hal Jordan. It's like mm-hmm. it has to be. I Hal think Jordan. there's now there's a there's a shift in maybe because I just see it the most on Twitter and I'm exposed to it the most. But I think there's a stronger argument now for Jon Stewart now than there was in the 2000s but that era is helping support the feeling of wanting a Jon Stewart mm-hmm. Green Lantern now because it's like yeah we saw him as in the animated series we know what he is like we we get it he's mm-hmm. he's the military guy how yeah. Jordan's Ryan Reynolds yeah, that's the th- that's the bad yeah. part you got to get over now. No matter what, your Hal Jordan's always going to be Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, you're right. For, like, no matter for what, better and worse, because it is a good casting. I do agree with it. And if it's like it's a fine casting, if anyone's going to play Hal Jordan, you'd have to bring back Ryan Reynolds because he does really embody the character in the way or, that or a Chris Pine, but he's he's taken. The other guy. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, yeah, much much as to like you know, some of these other actors list, have. Here, Im- let me bring up the list of charismatic white guy actors. Hang yeah, on. Uh, Ryan there's Reynolds. A, there's is only a couple at of the them. top. The list is pretty small. John Stewart is the very next one because a lot of people know him out of nostalgia and a lot, you know uh, the recent buzz around what a, what another Green Lantern would be. The next one would obviously be John Stewart. Um, of course, you have your deeper cut people who want the Kyle Rayners and I don't know if anyone wants Guy Gardner, but that's another deep cut. Yeah, I'm sure a, somebody really wants that kind of there. Um, I think Jessica Cruz deserves more uh, attention. She's got too much on her plate. She, I mean, in the, in the general eye, yeah, she yeah. deserves more attention, but she's got too much on her plate. And I think her Backstory is just a little bit too convoluted for people. And then they to tried just pick with Simon and... Baz, and everyone was like, "What? A Muslim superhero? No." Yeah, no, very upsetting. You. Very, and very that's, bad. That was one of the hardest. Like, oh, very bad fandom at that. Imagine moment. if people said, "Oh, what? A black superhero? Absolutely not." Yeah, no. That's, that's the same up. energy they're bringing in for Simon Baz, and that's what's upsetting. Um, um, we'll never see, we'll never see a superhero like that. Yeah, you know, everyone's always like, "Oh, wow, it's so groundbreaking. We have our first woman superhero movie or our first black or african-american superhero movie or just african superhero but it's like god forbid we have a middle eastern it's like okay mm-hmm. so we'll never have that again and that was um, really um brave of of dc comics to kind of lean into that and then they you know as always they kind of falter and feel back. like feel like they shot themselves in the foot um yeah. that's the wrong use of that idiom um anyways so you know, I, it's it's weird. It's it's always a tricky situation because it's like I think people want to write Wally West, but they have to do Barry Allen. I think that's the tricky thing. So they end up here, in my opinion. There, this is Wally West, but they have to call him Barry Allen. I think it's the same thing. I think it's like if you're if you're just writing charismatic Flash, I think you can. I think the name is interchangeable, but like if you wanted to define the two um have to be a little bit more detailed and subtle differences between 
uh, a Barry and a Wally. But then the CW Barry and Wally are, you know, completely different people, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little odd <laughs> because that Barry Allen or that Wally West is. Um, I don't. I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, it's... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not familiar with the gentleman, and uh, I don't know his his trials and tribulations, and I don't know how he took on the mantle yeah. of the Flash, and that's where it's like they're redefining. Even yeah. in the new, and do I do they're... I do I want to care about the redefinition? Not particularly, but that's nothing against anybody. It's mainly against just because I don't give a shit about CW. Yeah, to to keep up with with all the different yeah redefinitions but, of of the characters. So, like I think the the problem, the biggest problem of them all is that Wally can be pushed to the side very easily and overlooked as just the Flash, mm-hmm. because you have characters like Barry and you have characters like Bart, where it's like those oh, are that's the what I was about to get into beacons. Yeah, and it's and Bart like... is just essentially the same thing, just younger. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's supposed to be kid berry if you will you yeah. know it's just which i think that's what they're crazy they're powerful into, you know uh is is they're basically just like they're really trying to redefine wally so that he's nothing like barry so that they can have both of them but be able to explain you know the differences between them and then when they have bart or impulse come in then they're like okay well now we can have a hyperactive speedster and it not be associated super with, genius yeah not be associated with with wally west and all that mm-hmm. um wild wild card young wild justice card handled wally west pretty well the way that they fantastically yeah and impulse that impulse was great i mean oh, yeah. that whole that that wally west storyline from young justice is incredible so it crushed, really is dude. it really is incredible it's such a good character mm-hmm. that they built up in that entire series yeah. all the way through and even with adding in impulse and and how he related part of me wanted to rewatch stuff. that show recently because i just kind of felt like that's some really good you know if you were to restart that show from the beginning you'd be like yeah i i can see the road of all this character pro- progression that we're about to like watch and consume like it's a really did, good story um, i think i rewatched it probably about maybe a year or two ago um in its entirety um because they came out with the the third season Mm -hmm. right and uh i think right before the third season i went back and watched season one and two yeah um i did as well actually and i remember like thinking like i the first time i watched it i was like i wasn't really into season two that much just because of it yeah me neither changing as much as it changed from the first one but then realizing that like the third one also does that change and it's like oh snap this is cool. It's just like new class, new, new, new blood, new, new heroes coming in, just changing out the roster. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is a really well and cared for show that those people. Jesse right. McCartney. Nightwing, yeah. Huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Crazy. It was, it was like, you remember that guy with the music? <laughs> Who was the other one? Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Uh, one of the other things I noticed about in this minute, so right, um, right on that Howard's, Howard's Flowers sign, was this phone number seven four zero zero one eight one eight two nine. Spoiler alert! I don't know if you tried it, Nate, but I did. Doesn't mm-hmm. work. 
Okay. It's a dead number. But I did try to look up the area code for 740, and it is the state of Ohio. Okay. So maybe Central City is in Ohio. It's, it would still be Midwest. So yeah. that works out there. Um, and that's the only uh, note I have for that one. And uh, so I guess we can continue going on with this one unless you have any notes for no, we Howard, keep, keep going. Howard's keep, Flowers keep, and Howard Porter. But uh, keep letting it play. Here's a good boy or girl. It's this little border collie right here. That kind of barks yeah. at Barry Allen. Which is a you know a normal thing to do. You shouldn't just assume you can pet anyone's dog. It's yep. kind of rude. Don't be doing that. Always ask first. Maybe talk to the other human there. You know, don't just ignore them. <laughs> Go straight for their dog. Um, but what was really cool is obviously the very the slow motion bark. Um, from a cinematic point of view, pretty cool. You got a dog to bark in slow motion. Right. It's a nice camera. Uh. But also, it's it's really nice to think about like how Barry's reflexes work, and just kind of like out of adrenaline, your uh, speed force would kind of tap into itself, kind of like uh, Spidey Don't senses. Use it. Oh, I'm <laughs> gonna say it. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely him kicking into that into the speed force, and you know the threat is happening, so it slows down. Yeah, I got a good look at his shoes here. I know we get a better shot later on in the uh in the movie but he's got these really nice red high tops with the lightning bolt on them so it's really cool like little flash shoes um and i tried doing some research on these shoes uh because they do have the under armor logo on them on the bottom uh of the heel Uh, i'm pretty sure these are custom made shoes because i combed through all of under armor's shoes trying to find a pair that looked just like these and not even a base model could I find mm. that had, you know, a high top. Maybe it's red. Maybe it's not. Maybe you can just find, like, the shape of it. There is a a kind of like a soft fabric in the middle of these shoes where the lightning bolt is sitting on, where it is a little bit darker, but kind of like a mesh uh, fabric. A, a panel. So, and I couldn't even find that. Um, on the shoes, like any shoes that they had that had that kind of same pattern and then also having the Under Armour on the heel, like specifically. So I just kind of felt like, you know, this had to have been custom made for this movie. Absolutely. And um, which is a shame because it's it's really nice product placement for Under Armour. But I'd buy those shoes. I'd yeah. buy those shoes in a heartbeat. Yeah. Can't even find them. Can't even like I don't I don't even know if you can even customly make them. Because my cousin no... works for Under Armour. Maybe I should send her an email. <laughs> there you go. Hey, yo, let me get, uh, help me customize a pair of these flash shoes. Uh, because I don't know if anyone, if they wanted to make, you know, a casual cosplay of, of Barry Allen in this movie. I wouldn't even know which shoes you'd have to buy because they're just not, there's no base model for them. Unless they can find it and, and I don't know. But yeah, I was really, trying really hard to find these shoes. Because they look really, really nice. Uh, they almost look like Vans. And maybe they just <laughs> put the Under Armour logo on them. Um, but this was another thing we were talking about with Michael Wilkinson, who was like, you know, besides creating the superhero costumes, was creating the kind of casual clothing for the superheroes and letting it still define them. Um, you know, like Gal Gadot and 
you know, her casual clothing. And then here with Barry Allen, we have like all these dark reds and flannel red shirts and, you know, obviously the red shoes with the lightning bolt on it. It all kind of just reminds you that this is the Flash character. And hey, Under Armour, he has to put on armor to, to run, right? Um, and uh, that was that was my other note later on, uh, was he says he's late because he's, he's trying to catch this bus. Mm-hmm. And then the bus wasn't there, and then it was there, and then something about an old lady counting pennies and, and nickels and whatnot. And I was trying to think, like, are we to assume that he's lying about this story or that he was actually just kind of like one of these comedic type characters that deals with these scenarios. Um, I bet you there was an old woman trying to cross the street and the bus was coming and he did his flash thing and made him late. Um, but yeah, I think it's just the, a way of a fast talker trying to, you know, talk their way either out or into a situation. And, uh, you're talking so fast, trying to give your mind the little bit of time to catch up with what you're saying mm-hmm. and you're just going, yeah. you just, you just, you just keep on going. I do it very often. <laughs> yeah. um that's for sure yeah no but if, if you were to ask i think the situation that he was in probably real and he saved an old lady so like loosely fabricated like there's a bit of truth in it or is this completely probably. true that he's just waiting probably for the bus? loosely fabricated because she was just waiting for and you know his story she's just waiting for the bus counting the change and he's just yeah. you know because i was really starting to, to think i was like he's can, not riding the bus can he run in those clothes like I know they rip apart when he goes to save Iris. Oh yeah, maybe maybe he had to take the bus because he uh he can't unless he can control the type of he doesn't break velocity. all his clothes when he goes to save Iris. So it's just the just shoes, the shoes. Break. So and then just, I think it's just the quickness. In Dawn of Justice, he does stop that robbery, and he's still wearing his you know regular clothes. There's no armor, so it's like I don't think he. Ha- it's like he does he can tear through the clothes so maybe he's trying not to yeah probably yeah. so maybe i'm like he must have taken the bus he has to he cannot probably. run and in you these, know what? In these shoes and break i'm them. perfectly okay with just uh the whole purpose of the shoes ripping off just to show a cool thing about what flash does yeah about his shoes ripping off that was a thing that was talked about years ago in a conversation with Zack snyder where he was saying about the snyder cut and talking about the flash where he's like well his you know there was a thing about the shoes being ripped there was a thing about his him not being able to run in those shoes Mm -hmm. um and like that just in itself is just like yes obviously like it's just the small details like that i don't give a shit if those details are a part of a bigger truth or a lie you know him running to the place and his shoes still staying on him is a continuity error fuck you i don't care no, the cool the, the the fact that he went and initiated his speed in the next you know moments here and the shoes rip off as that being a detail of just the flash and his powers, it's beautiful. It's yeah, great. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it would also be really cool if like you know Barry Allen just going to the grocery store real quick and buying that milk. If he just like went to the store barefoot and he was just like, well, yeah. if, in case I have to run, I don't want to break my shoes, so I'm just going to the store real quick. I'll just, I'll just go barefoot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it to- it makes total sense that he would break through the shoes, you know, whether he's activating the speed force or tapping into it, like, you know, out of necessity or, you know, because he can control it either way. It's just like, yeah, but if you're running that fast and that m- amount of force is being pushed off the ground, 
those shoes would just explode. They would, <laughs> they would not be there anymore. Um, which is fascinating to think about. And it's like, you know, that's kind of the charm of, of Zack Snyder doing these superhero movies. It's just going that extra wild distance to just, you know, make these superheroes just that much more, uh, insane to think about. Um, I also was trying to look at the pins on his jacket. I got close to it, but I could not figure out what it, what they were, what they say. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll have to check back like later in the minutes, especially when he's, spoiler alert, where, when he's saving Iris West or when he's talking to Batman. Um, maybe I can get a closer look at those pins. Um, but there's four of them, um, and they look pretty significant, like they say something on them. Uh, so we'll have to see uh, what they say. Um, Speaking of Iris West, here she is finally in the Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. Um, not sure why they cut this out, especially when you're trying to define a character who's about to get his own movie. Um, but it's played by Kiersey Clemens, and she was in uh, Rick Famuyiwa's dope movie. I don't know if you've seen that, Nate. Um, but for that was the one with Josh Peck. Uh, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, right? Or was that... Was that him? Or was that... Um, or was that Brick? No, he was in Dope. Oh, okay. Was he? Um, what was cool about... So if people don't know who Rick Famuyiwa was, he was the original director uh, slated to direct the Flash movie. But then, there, you know, as the DC cinematic history tells us, there's been a lot of problems with getting this universe going. And so Rick dropped out. But uh, Kiersey Clemens was in his movie Dope, which leads me to think that this is the only remaining bit of Rick Famuyiwa's like, uh, influence into this DC Cinematic Universe. So, um, Possibly. I'm, you know, they worked really closely with um, Zack Snyder and... and uh, David Ayers and Patty Jenkins to establish this this Justice League movie, and it's unfortunate because you know this is the only thing that remains from it. And I'm sure Zack Snyder, like you know, he really fell in love with this idea that Kiersey Keir- Clemens uh, was going to be playing Iris West, and obviously he wanted to bring it in just like he did with Jared Leto's Joker from Suicide Squad, and just being like, yeah, this is the universe that we were starting. So of course I want these characters in this movie at least if I can't do any other ones um, to just kind of be like, yeah, this is what we all kind of envision together. And she does a great, a great job. I think she's fantastic. I think her wardrobe in this minute is amazing. Um, and I think this is what we were just talking about with, with Wally West, but um, Iris West has really been redefined um, kind of like how we think of her, especially with not only this movie, uh, but the CW show as well with the flashes, how we redefine Iris West because uh, just kind of seems like she has a bit of more character now than um, at least in the comics uh, of the past, um, in my opinion. But yeah, I really, really, really dig this character. I would love to see more. It's kind of like my opinion that I think she's also supposed to be kind of like clumsy in a way like i think that's kind of like the vibe they're going here with this minute is that you know if barry barry allen is kind of like the comic relief of the justice league it's like i wonder if they kind of 
wanted to spin Iris West as also kind of a comedic kind of romantic interest. Like they're both kind of fools in love, if you will. Yeah, that's a good that's a good take. Fools uh, in love. She does really struggle with this with this uh, car that she owns, which, by the way. Is a 1963 Oldsmobile F85 Cutlass, which is a really nice car. Um, almost too nice, if you ask me, for it to be having problems like this. You think if she was going to drive a car that would struggle to start, it should at least be kind of rusty and banged up. But if a 1963 automobile is in this kind of condition, you'd think it'd be immaculate under the hood as well. Um, also, a deep, dark, scarlet red, much like the Flash. But man, this is a beautiful vehicle. I think it's a great car. I don't know if Zach actually owns this car or where they got it from, but I'm pretty sure I've seen a photograph that he's taken uh, driving this thing around. So maybe he owns it. Who knows? Um, it's a very pretty. I could never in my dreams think about owning one of these. Um, yeah, too many problems. Right? Well, see, that's the thing. I don't think this one has any problems. There's, I mean, maybe trying to own a 1963 Cutlass, yeah, but but this one, that that's got to be a, a a beautiful thing, immaculate. It's so nice. I'm just like looking at the interior right there. It's a pretty nice car. Yeah. Be that. Um. Let's see. Am I skipping over anything? I'm looking through my notes real quick. Do you have any notes before I get into my last bit or? No, just uh, I like how you mentioned uh, Barry and Iris fools in love. I mean, that's that is a love at first sight type deal. And uh, I think it's really cool about how they do the slow motion thing. Um, and even like as he as the door closes and turns around, Iris is like, still shook yeah you know um i i think that's that's awesome it's it's cute as hell i love it (laughs) yeah it it just kind of gives off like this kind of airhead vibe from both of them and like that's not a bad thing it's like that's just characters you know um it'd be wrong to assume that like iris west has to be always like this kind of cold calculated version to to barry allen you know uh, just because that's how it started in the CW Flash show, but it's like no, mm-hmm. you know, you can fool around with these characters if you want, and that's make what makes young, them interesting. Make them young yeah, and, make young them and young. in love. Yeah, I love that idea, um, and she does it so well. Just kind of like, you know, just being <laughs> starry-eyed for yeah. for Ezra Ezra's Flash here. Um, the only other note that I had was about the Gardner Fox truck showing back up again. And obviously, you know, this is the truck that we saw at the beginning of the minute. So it's really nice that this truck that we saw at the beginning to establish the shot of central city is also still kind of like a foreshadowing of this truck coming back later throughout this whole scene. It's kind of like, Oh yeah, look at this truck. Pay attention. Cause this truck's going to come back later and you kind of can connect the dots there. It wasn't just like, you know, Easter egg truck just passing through and into the city and then that's it. Yeah. It's like, no, this truck is still headed straight for um, the Flash and Iris West. Um, but he's eating a cheeseburger. Like, this is a common oh, yeah. thing truckers do. Um, I don't know. How but you? I want that cheeseburger. <laughs> right? Anytime I see a trucker eating a cheeseburger, I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, 
But I don't know about eating while driving. Do you do that, Nate? Do you eat? Absolutely. You, you do? You can do both mm-hmm. at the same time? I feel yeah. like I have such a struggle. I mean, the struggle's there, but... Uh, it's worth it? Yeah, I mean, it's illegal. Is it illegal? To eat and drive, I'm pretty certain. Is it really? I think. It's like driving with flip-flops on or something. or barefoot. Don't tell me that's illegal, too. Driving with flip-flops on, I think, is just like very frowned upon, but you can't drive barefooted. Who? How will they... How will they know? Wait, you can't drive you barefooted? Pulled. No, that's like a, I think that's a ticket. That's right, like reckless driving. No, it's not. I'm. Yeah, man, if you get pulled out, pulled over, and they, you know, you got to step out the car, or whatever, you got no shoes on, they're like, what are you doing? I know it's, uh, you should not drive while having headphones in. I know that's one thing. Yeah. Because then you can't pay attention. Or like it's cutting off one of your senses. I mean, you got to pay attention. Uh, same thing with, I don't know, being on the phone, it's very distracting. Texting yeah. is now unlawful. Uh, eating, maybe. I, I guess think it's unlawful. You're using one hand. You should have two hands on the wheel at all times. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can see eating. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Smoking, anyone's allowed to do that because uh, you're supporting the tobacco business. So have at it. Hey, yo. Um, um, but anyway, he's eating a cheeseburger. What are you going to do? Be jealous that I don't have a cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can do it. I, I, you know, I'm one of those people like, I'll like pull into a drive-through. I'll get my food, and then if I'm too, you know, hyped about eating the food and I can't wait to get home, I'll just like park and eat. I'll just park into a little parking spot, eat my food like a gremlin, and listen to a music or a podcast or something, and just kind of sit in my car by myself and enjoy my meal. But driving while eating. That's challenging. I don't even know if I can enjoy my food. I have to like give it my full undivided attention. The challenge is um, hard shell taco while you're driving. <laughs> there's no that's way. Fun. That's, that's a that's cheeseburger maybe because he's got it wrapped up. He's got it like ah, he's got it down ta- to a the strategy. Tacos, the taco's galaxy brain, dude. How are you eating a, a hard shell taco? You get good. That's how. A soft shell taco, I'll give you because that's easy. Ah, you hard can... shell, baby. You gotta you gotta step up. How do you take the first bite? You just you're going sideways. You do it. A burrito is perfect for driving. But a taco? A hard shell taco? Nah. I'd pull you over myself. <laughs> like, don't do that. You're asking for it. Uh, that's, uh, that's all I have for this one. I, you know, Oh, he, j- he hands the lady the resume. Resume, yeah. if you will. Um, a pa- past participle that he says, that's completely incorrect. But the French... That's, you know, it comes from, you know, Latin, and it's a French word. Romantic language. On. Yeah. For um, romantic minute. Past participle, that's, that's like some a word that has, like, ed at the end. It's a verb. It's like, I, you know, you ed'd. <laughs> As you do. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up uh, here. Chewed. Chewed. Past participle of chew. As in chewed a, a cheeseburger while driving. Yeah. There you go. There you go. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you guys enjoyed our sporadic talking of a sporadic character, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. And we'll catch you guys on Monday for minute number 71 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.